0: Perfect. Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm Matt Hudgens. He's Dave Mulvaney. This is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? And I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Well, I've upgraded my surroundings. I don't have a fan going in the background today. I see I have, that. I'd have a bay little, whatever, bay window going on.
1: Oh, I see there, that, but, but I do notice you are in a jacket. What uh <sighs> Oh my gosh, it's
0: drizzly and 35 degrees outside. What? I've never been cold in my life. It's freezing up here.
1: Man, you're six hours from me and it's, uh, it's I think it's like, uh, yeah, it's 80 degrees outside.
0: Holy smokes. It must be like the cold front line must be right between us. It's, it's ridiculously cold. And it's, it's supposed to rain nine out of the next 10 days.
1: It's too bad. It's supposed to be sunny for our next three days. In fact, I'm, <laughs> I've with everything in me, I, I mean, it's been rainy a little bit this week, but I am dying to go play some golf. But
0: uh, You're killing me. You're
1: yeah. killing me. I'm dying to go play golf. Well, you, you'll you probably get out before I do. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's see. What should we talk about this week? Well, talk about my... Uh, You have a client that uh, is in the service business. Let's talk about, uh, you know, maybe we'll leave that a little bit uh, uh, vague, but they're in the service business. And what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. More revenue. This was actually, this is actually good. We had
0: two little client incidences and maybe I can bring the second one in here too, because it's very similar. Um, So he's in the service business. I won't tell you what kind of service that he provides. Let's just call the service business. I'm in the service business, you're in the service business, uh, service business provider. And then I go back to like our five main ways to grow a business, right? So you can increase the number of leads, which we talk about a lot. Um, increase conversions, meaning uh, once I get in front of somebody, can I close them? Uh, increase number of transactions, can I get my existing clients to buy more often from me or buy something else from me? And then uh, increased prices are really kind of bundling. And then we talk about increased profitability. So there's the five ways to grow a business. We talk about it all all the time. Five-step process. This is a great example of of step number three, number of transactions. So he's got a service business. Actually, he and his wife run this business um, together, and they make a fine living, do a very nice job. And uh, we got to talking, and over the last three months, he's come up with a product that he could sell to his existing clients. So it's really step number three, or step number three, and there's increase the number of transactions with existing clients. So his clients aren't going to do the same service with them more often, but they might buy this product that complements the service. Um, so he started doing that. And, and uh, I mean, in the first month, we got $10,000 in sales. So that's, it's about 90% profit margins on this product. Uh, so that's in the first month. And so what we're actually going to do, it's working so well that we were thinking, all right, so I got my the service business he's got over here. And then we got less, add number three, more transactions with existing clients. In this case, it's uh, offering a new product to go to my same clients. And then we're talking about a third option, which is turn that into an e-commerce site. Maybe we could sell that product to people that aren't even his service clients. Very good. So it's kind of interesting how it's, it's no different than uh, like a distributor. So I go back to, I've I've had a plumbing distributor before. I got a lighting distributor now, as a matter of fact. You deal with lighting distributors all the time. Sure. I got a furniture guy, furniture guy who does distribu- distribution in furniture. And it's just like adding a new product line to your distribution, right? If you're a plumber, you're a plumber distribution company, and you sell all these valves, and now you've got, um, I don't know, a new valve or a new tile, and now you sell toilets as well as just the valves. But yeah. you already have the end users, so
1: let's take, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, um, as basic of a service business as possible, and let's let's talk about um, like lawn service. And this is a perfect okay. example of so. And I don't wanna, I'm not gonna imply that people <laughs> that lawn service are uh, like any lower caliber or anything like that. That's not the implication here. But how many lawn guys or lawn people, people in the lawn business? They go out and they cut their customers lawns day in and day out and they never offer fertilizer they never offer um, to plant uh, uh, bushes this or that they simply focus on lawns and they they just leave tens and tens of thousands of dollars on the table because they never bring in that next um, transaction that can dramatically grow revenue without increasing their amount of labor because in the lawn business in the service business let's say if you're a one-man show or you're a ten-man show the hardest thing is to get if, if you're if, if you have a you know I do a lot of uh, people in the electrical business well if you've got ten trucks on the road and those guys are busy um, you know eight nine hours a day a day the only way to increase revenue is put another truck on the road or sell more products in those existing trucks so, well, not the only way, but I mean, you've got to sell more products and that's exactly what you're talking about. And uh, too many people miss that step, I think, um, you know, selling to the existing clients, it's always easier to get water from the same well than to go and, you know, tap a new well. No, and you're exactly right. So it's funny, my, my lawn guy, who's, who's excellent, by the way, and done, done
0: a great job with us. exactly that, right? So, so uh, we needed some more pine straw. So he came in and offered to lay down some pine straw and of course, I'm paying him to lay down the pine straw. uh, My wife wanted to switch out the flowers by the mailbox and by the front door. He's doing that too, right? And that's an extra fee, and I'm totally willing to pay. He's already here, saving me the time, the hassle of having to do it myself. Easy for him to do that. I would go one step further. and What I've done with some of my other contractors, i just renovated my house over here that I moved into, which is start talking about, um, are you planning on doing any other home renovation projects in the next six months to a year? right and and you could actually generate your own list maybe even a checklist and the idea being is that'd be an easy question for him to ask me i I call it a survey and this is what i did with my uh, contractors that were doing stuff on my house which was you know i call it uh, what's working what isn't working and you're gonna do any other projects right so what's working you know tell me how good of a job we did what isn't working you don't phrase it that way you know what can we do to improve our service and and you know leave a little space for that and then the next question is Are you planning on doing any other home renovations in the next six to 12 months and put a list, right? Am I going to do lawn service and landscaping, finish the basement, do the bathroom, do the kitchen, uh, new hardwood floors, new carpets, the litany of, of lists that you can put on there. You can customize it, right? Electricians can do this. I think the HVAC guys should do this, right? Uh, I think electricians should do this again. I'm thinking retail, like you're in my house. You're the HVAC guy in my house. I think you should have a survey out at the end and then say, you could do any other home, uh, fix home repairs, home fixtures, right? And even if that HVAC guy doesn't do those things or the lawn guy doesn't do those things, he can have a referral arrangement with somebody else who does. And not only that, are you getting a little referral arrangement, 10 to 15%, but then that guy that you referred the business to will probably refer business back to you and you'd be happy to pay him 10 to 15%, right? Absolutely. Absolutely,
1: well, it's exactly what I talked about on my blog today is how many people miss the referring agent income possibility and what that means is the more like if i refer business to you matt the more i refer to you the more the law of reciprocation is going to come in Where you know what dave sends me business all the time i've got to i gotta send some business dave's way and so um it it, it's sometimes the easiest way to get more business is just to refer your customers to some of your friends because the reality is you carry a level of clout with your customers And sometimes when you ask that question, Hey, you know, are you planning on doing something like this in the next six months? Like, like you you bring up an HVAC contractor. Hey, um, I noticed, you know, your electric panel is kind of rusty. Do you have any electrical work that you were planning on doing in the next six, six months or the lawn person who, who says, um, I noticed your sprinklers are kind of not working very well. Um, are you planning on getting that fixed? Oh yeah. Well, I've got this really good guy who does, uh, you know, sprinklers and, and then he gets a referral fee because the guy comes out and fixes the sprinklers, you know, might have to do all new pipes, you know, all the different things that can come up. Uh, But at the same time, that's, there's always these five, six people that you can refer to on a regular basis. And, and when they, when they're referring, when you got five or six people referring you. So, I mean, it, it just keeping up with all the business can be complex.
0: That's exactly right. And I think, I think you're exactly right. So many guys just keep kind of their own, their head down and just doing what they do as opposed to looking for the other opportunities. And they miss that. I, I completely agree. I yeah. completely agree. They just kind of, I just came in here did my little show and, and walked out the door and missed a total opportunity of not only to improve your own business by doing a survey, which I think, Most people won't do that either, but they also miss the opportunity of referral just by asking for it. This is a better way of asking instead of, hey, you know any other people that can do an HVAC or any other lawn service people, which is fine to ask as well,
1: but here we're actually
0: side doors to ask.
1: Let's expand on that a little bit, Matt. In your opinion, why do you think, and this is not a rarity, why do you think so many business owners – don't ask those questions. What's what, in your opinion, are is probably the reason they don't?
0: Well, it's really funny because I had this conversation. So, uh, you know, my other business I'm, uh, is, is doing some a financial services business. So, and, and financial services guys, a lot of them do not ask for referrals. Insurance guys do really good at asking for referrals, uh, financial services guys typically do not. And, two, one of the reasons I think is fear just outright fear. I'm, I'm afraid somebody's going to say no. I don't want to put them on the spot. So outright fear is, I think, the number one. But here's the other one. That, that, here's the answer I get all the time, which is baloney. If I just really do a good job, they'll refer me the business. They'll, they'll re- if I just do a good job, they'll refer me to business. And so that's their focus. I'm just going to do a good job. Now, in my mind, the def- it's a default. You've got to do a good job before anybody else send you business. So the assumption here is that you would do a good job Otherwise, why are we in business? I don't want to yeah, be in shady, you're right? do
1: a good job anyway, right? So. Yeah.
0: so so the fault is you have to do a good job, but you've got to train your clients, your customers, how to send your referrals. Because on the opposite side of that, we do these surveys all the time, and we just did one in my firm uh, back in December. Of Hey, would you give a referral? And of course, it's like 95% of people said yes, they would give referrals. And then, have you given referrals? And, and the answer would be, no, and then why haven't you given a referral? And the, and the two reasons was uh, nobody's asked me, and I don't know how to refer. Him. I haven't had the opportunity to refer, him, so that's a better way to say it. So uh, nobody's asked me, and I haven't had the opportunity, which are kind of the same things, but they're but they're different. So so, and I don't know where I got this from. I don't know if this was one of the other gurus, like a Dean Jackson, or where this came from. But it's you have to teach your clients how to refer you. Right. And what I mean by that is if you hear this type of conversation, think of me, you know, if you have this type of conversation, think of me and that's really what we're doing here. If you go back to that little survey I said, and at the end say, uh, I'm trying to jog their memory. Are you doing any other type of home rate renovation such as this, right? Such as this. And by listing those out, we're jogging their memory. Well, you know, as a matter of fact, my wife wanted me to re- uh, redo the deck or pressure wash the deck or, pressure wash and paint it, right? But we sparked his interest by asking him specifically, are you you're going to redo your deck, you're going to redo your basement, right? Same thing about how you can ask for more. And by the way, so it's a lot easier to ask for referrals not on yourself. Again, that's the gets rid of the fear of I'm asking for a referral for myself and having them say no. But the other way to ask for yourself is, you know, who else might benefit from this information is a great way to say that. Or you might hear this type of conversation. Somebody talks about in the financial services, you know, Uh, Somebody talks about they're paying too much in taxes. Well, if you hear somebody talking too much in taxes, we wrote a blog post. You're the king of the blog posts. Hey, if you hear somebody talking about uh, um, having trouble getting new clients, I wrote a blog post. Please send that on to them and I'd love to connect with them. Hey, if you hear somebody talking about um, having people problems, you know, we mentioned that was one of the excuses we were talking about on one of the podcasts that people say can't find good employees. Well, I wrote a good blog post on that. So you're teaching them, if you hear this conversation, I have this white paper, this article, this blog post, this podcast, please forward that on to them and or introduce me. So it's a lot um, less, it's a lot easier for somebody to refer you if they could say, oh yeah, you know, you were talking about uh, uh, having people problems, you know, Dave, my, 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 I work with Dave, he's a great coach, and matter of fact, he wrote a blog post of this, let me send that off to you, and you really should talk to Dave. That's a really easy for me to give you that introduction. Right, Because I can't just say, hey, call Dave. I mean, I can, but that's kind of scary for them, me and them. The final thing I'll say about that, all this is we got to look at why do people actually give referrals. And this was a great thing you never really thought about. So, so people don't give referrals to make you look good. They give referrals to make themselves look good. And a way to mean by that is I got a guy. Hey, you need some hardwoods? I got a guy. You need some electrical work? I got a guy. It makes me look good, you know, that I'm connected. I know somebody. As as long as your guy's good, (laughs) that's well goes back to the default, right? It's got to be good. You got to do a good job in order for you get any referrals. But my point is, I give the referrals, or we, not just me, we give referrals because it it makes us feel good. We feel good helping a friend out. That's that's the. There's also a selfish. I look I look cool because I know because I got a guy, right? So there's kind of two parts to that. I, I like helping you out. Um, but I also feel good because I'm kinda cool that I have a guy. Right? Right, and it has nice. nothing to let's, do with how good the service provider was.
1: Let's let's take that a step further when you give that referral to your friend and, and they're like, No, I use so and so because they were less money and then they <laughs> end up with a crappy service doesn't that make you feel good inside because they didn't take the <laughs> referral? i mean is that is that human nature <laughs> i mean let's be honest um it, that's human nature I, I have or maybe it's just me i feel that way when i give a referral and and they, they didn't want my guy because he was a little more than the other guy so but that's the perfect price i mean that's we talk about price versus value and exactly
0: right and and it's like uh I'm, it's a terrible but i'll give it to you anyway so it' it was hilarious. I remember when I first got married with my wife you know years ago and and uh you don't want me doing the grocery shopping i don't know what I'm doing. I get lost I buy all kinds of crazy stuff, but I'm also kind of uh very frugal I have a reputation of being very frugal in general, and so I come I home with that, by the way <laughs> i'm sure you have i'm sure you have I, I come back with a, uh, generic cheese. So craft singles is what we've always had in our house, craft singles. And I come back with you know Publix brand singles or Kroger singles, I can't remember which one. And she lost them. She's like, that's one thing that we spend money on is we're buying the name brand cheese singles. So she's really helped me teaching that the price versus value. There are some things that you spend money on and other things you can be frugal about. You it's almost about product to product, product.
1: My wife's the frugal one. I think it's good to have one in every family because my wife's the frugal one, uh, but when we were early married, and this is, these are the things early marriages run into, uh, she brought home cheap toilet paper, and, and I made it. <laughs> that was going to be my second example. That we don't go <laughs> cheap on toilet paper. Um, <laughs> That's an, I
0: did the same thing to my wife. I came home with like the Costco brand of toilet paper. And this is more recent than
1: that. <laughs>
0: and she... We don't go cheap on it. This is our toilet No, I will say this.
1: And and I I mean, we're not ever uh, just a little disclaimer. No, no. We're not getting paid by Costco. But if they do want to pay us, (laughs) I'm willing to accept it. Uh, Costco products are really good for the most part. They're branded products. are Very good products. So I've never tried their toilet paper, but I would bet it's a good product because I don't think they put their name on anything that's not a good brand. So, right and that and that goes back to kind of price versus
0: value. there are things that it's you know to to buy the generic brand versus the name brand and and sure. it's how to balance that out and and especially when it's something like you know you talk about your house or your business, I don't think you want to go cheap, right no. uh, I don't think you want to go cheap. Uh, you want to go with somebody who provides value, right so that's the price versus value conversation, but that's you're exactly right that's kind of funny. Well, let's
1: move back to the financial planning you know the fine people in the financial business you said insurance agents <laughs> are really good at, at giving referrals and and so what i mean we've what we boiled down is probably the number one reason is fear so if i were to ask somebody in that business um in most cases i'd say do you have 50 bucks a week and they would pro- you know can you spare 50 bucks a week and in most cases they'd say yes I would say, well, why don't you hire? I mean, why don't you hire a virtual assistant to do those follow-up calls for you? You might be afraid to ask the questions, but are you afraid to have those questions asked of your of your clients? And I would almost guarantee, you know, most of them would say no. And if you would pay somebody to do that, you might generate one to. Well, I mean, if you're paying five hours a week, you figure you're going to get five referrals at least each and every week. Why wouldn't you spend 50 bucks on that? Even giving them a little bonus for every deal you close. I mean, that's 20 leads a month. That is a um, a lead source and you might not need five hours a week. That's the beauty of uh, services like Upwork. And um, you can find um, people in that you know, $10, $15 an hour range who are really good at at following what you have them to do. So, I mean, I think right. sometimes overcoming fear personally is not necessarily, is, is getting to the root of, well, maybe it's not always fear. Maybe it's just, I don't want to, I want to spend my time doing this. I don't want to spend my time doing that. But it doesn't mean that time shouldn't be spent on that. It just means that perhaps your time shouldn't be spent on that.
0: So delegate, I love that. That's that's a great idea. Delegate, no, I know when talks. I go... You know, Yeah. When I go do, I took my car into the auto shop, you know, for the little oil change or whatever. Um, And they call me, I think it was a day or two later, you know, some, some other person called me. It wasn't my, you know, service person. And that's exactly what they do. They have somebody at the front desk who must do the surveys. Hey, we're just calling to see how your service was. What, you know, what do we do? Well, what can we do better? Any ideas for improvement? Um, exactly
1: right Delegated. even even on new vehicles normally inside of the warranty period because I know corporate Lexus calls us or you know inside of the first three years we own a vehicle they start calling you and say how are you happy with your dealership with the service they care all the way down to the dealership that comes from the top corporate all the way down so if if companies like uh, Lexus are doing that you know it's not by accident now undoubtedly they're outsourcing it I mean that's I mean right delegation is and it's the key today I mean you you can't I don't believe you can uh, and and when I say delegation or outsourcing outsourcing can mean insourcing as well but uh, insourcing meaning the person works on your staff you know for you whereas um, outsourcing they're technically not on staff there there's somebody you may be hiring that might be in uh, Seattle they might be in uh, Montreal, and they might be in the Philippines. It, uh, but, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it, you, It's a global world. I mean, it's, it, of course, the world is global, but it's a, uh, you can, it's, I mean, there's no reason you can't hire the people you need at the, at, to make you more effective, for sure. That's a great, that's a great point. That's exactly. Right. So um, that, you know, that that's, uh, so you think, Fear is their number one thing. I I I figured it would be time because I would go back to the lawn guy, and he he and I see, keep saying guy. I mean, if you're a lawn, I should say lawn person, wow. but I'm not a big political correctness. I just speak whatever comes to mind, which hasn't always served me as well. But um, but the you know you go back to the lawn person. I think a lot of times they're just so busy doing that they never stop to plan and to, you know, you know, to, to look at their business and say, I need to be doing this, this, and this, and I can't do it all. So I need to have someone else, um, outsource a portion of this so we can grow. Cause with growth, um, you, you definitely have to have more staff to handle things and that can be outsourced. Well, more. well,
0: you're exactly right. It's almost
1: like, like what I would go, uh, let's use that
0: exact the lawn, the, the lawn service guy. And, uh, he doesn't have to do it. Like you said, we could just create a process that once a month he sends or once a quarter he sends these surveys or somebody sends the surveys via email to his clients, you know, it, and maybe it's quarterly, maybe it's twice a year, maybe it's three times a year. You know, how are we doing? What can we do better? And are you planning any home renovations? Right. And then it's automated. And like you said, he's not the one asking for it because he's got somebody else asking it. Right. Cause a, a VA is going to send that email. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it can be automated. So he doesn't have to remember to hope, gosh, you know, the homeowner's not even home right now when I'm doing the lawn. You could almost put a system or process in place It said, look, we're going to survey our clients or ask for referrals once a quarter. Um, so I've actually set up what I call a client communication system in one of my businesses over here. And it's literally that it's kind of like information, information, ask for referral, information, information, ask for referral. And the way we ask for referral is the gentle way, you know, if you know somebody that not find this information valuable, please forward it on. If you hear somebody talking about this type topic, we've got a white paper, love to forward it on. Um, but we've systematized it for an entire year. I call that my client communication system. So now the clients are getting communicated on a regular basis. And for me, on my side, I'm asking for a referral on a regular basis. You know, and I think... And you systematize it.
1: So we live in a day and age where I think a lot of people miss... Uh, what the the depth of what is being said right now is that um, every every business owner every person is their own media channel Um, and that media that 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 you put out um, has to solve problems or make somebody's life better granted that's that's the media that that's the message you want to get out how can I make your life better man how can I solve a problem for you and sometimes those are problems that I physically or, or, or my business does not solve. However, if you, if you um, are able to convey to me, I have this problem and I know someone who can help you solve that problem, as a media channel, I can divert them to that person. Now think about a media channel. You can think of CBS or Fox or any of those. Do they get paid to divert business to other businesses. Of course they do, that's what advertising is, right? People pay millions of dollars to the NFL to have, I don't even know if we can say the NFL because it's protected, but we just did. Um, to, they pay the NFL millions of dollars to have the NFL divert somebody's attention to their media channel. And that, you know that's ultimately every, everybody's a media channel today and if you look at life like that and you look at your business like that, you start realizing, well, wow, I need to, I need to enhance my media channel. Um, and that means you need better connections. And um, in the old days of networking are very different. You need to have good connections to protect your customer from the bad ones. Right. It's funny you say that. Cause that, that, what that brings to
0: mind is, is that networking is, is key. Right. And, and so the more, business you help refer to other people, the more you connect other people, the more things will come back from that reciprocity we talked about. Right. Yeah. So there was, there was a book here. Uh, some guy here in Atlanta wrote, I think he's commercial real estate. And I forget the name of it. But it was really catchy. It was really popular in the 1990s, maybe early 2000s. And this guy's goal was to connect as many people as he possibly could. Cause he figures all of those guys will eventually need office space. And so his, business was networking and he got paid by people doing real estate deals with him. So you could say, go back to your lawn care guy and your business is doing your lawn care. Yes. But now we got to get into this, doing more transactions or providing other products or services for our existing clients. Can I network with my clients and provide other products or services with them? That's just going to come back and help me because if I bring in, the back porch guy and the pine straw guy and the power washer guy, they're all gonna be looking for referral opportunities for me.
1: So you know, it's, it's funny you say that and some people get this. So I played uh, uh, golf at uh, TPC Sawgrass not too long ago with uh, the manager, Ruth Chris, here in Ponte Vedra Beach. And um, this guy was a referral genius and you wouldn't expect it. But I'm telling you, okay. it, I mean, literally after um, the round, I must've got, I don't know, I'm going to say seven or eight emails that said, Hey Dave, I was thinking about you and you mentioned this on the course and I want to introduce you to, you know, so-and-so. And And he literally sent me the, somebody's name and email address, but he had already okayed it with the other person. And so he's creating this network. Now, um, where do you think I often go for hors d'oeuvres or dinner? Or where are you taking that guy that you're meeting? (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, the the point is, this guy gets it, and and that's, um, so it doesn't matter if you're a restaurant manager. It doesn't matter if if you uh, run a golf course or if you run you're the CEO of a multi-billion-dollar corporation. Networking is about connecting people together. for the advantage of the person you're connecting, not for your own advantage, but the law of reciprocity is real. That law has been out for many times. They, uh, they surveyed, I believe it was, um, they did, they did fundraisers and they sent out these teenage kids and they went door to door. And when the kids asked for, uh, went to the door and try to sell something, um, they had a specific, like, um, like 12% of the people uh, purchased. However, when they, um, they offered something for free, um, their, their, their sales rates went through the roof because the people felt obligated to then return the favor. And um, that's human nature. When somebody does something nice for you, for instance, you walk up to a, a door and if somebody's holding the door, what's the words that come out of your mouth? I mean, thank you. Right. Yeah, that's says, reciprocity you, yeah. you feel obligated what about when there's two sets of doors you know you're going to naturally hold that next one aren't you that's reciprocity right, right. so um i think reciprocity in business is a massive networking tool that people do not consider but it it's not done for bad motives you do it you give them the referral because it's good for them and you do that enough times people are going to naturally refer people to you. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, look, we're probably right at our time. So let me summarize here. So it's funny.
0: We started off talking about step number three in our five-step formula, which was increasing the number of transactions from your existing clients. They may not buy your product, but they might buy somebody else's product or a different product. And then that took us right into networking and the value of networking and giving referrals and giving referrals and thinking about networking as an active campaign. We talked about that led us to referrals. Why do people give referrals? Why do people not give referrals? Why do people afraid to ask for referrals? Uh, which we, there are ways around, like you said, we can automate it. We can outsource it. We can delegate it. You could be proactively looking for like your Ruth Chris guy, um, actively asking for it. Like we mentioned with the lawn care guy with the survey at the end, even that can be automated. Um, so all those things we mentioned today would lead to a lawn service guy making more money. Yeah. A service provider making more money. An electrical contractor making. making more money, right? He's going to get a referral fee and he's going to get a referral back for the person that he, he referred. So I think a lot of these guys are overlooking. They're just doing their little thing and not focused on the big picture. And I think that's what... I think that's kind of the point of view that we bring. It's just a different perspective. You don't know what you don't know or, or what you don't think about.
1: And you don't so, see the long-term right. impact, I think. That's that's often. Yeah. That's
0: perfect. All right. All right. Let's so tell
1: us ahead. where we're we going to find you. And you can go first. Tell me where okay, we're finding you, can, you, what you're doing. You can find me at davidmulvaney.com. That's my blog. It's the easiest way to connect to me. And I uh, there's also... Uh, Typically a sign-up link there. I typically do a Thursday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern time. I do a live webinar, show you how to get more clients, uh, mostly using LinkedIn. Matt, where can they find you? Perfect. That's awesome.
0: I'm uh, 10xprofitblueprint.com, 10xprofitblueprint.com. And that's the easiest way to get in touch with me. And that's good. All right, man. right. pleasure
1: as always. Enjoyed it, and we'll talk soon. See you. Take care.